You're listening to the Live Free Now podcast, bringing you the news, views, tips, and tools you can use to live a free, prosperous, and healthy life. Find us online at livefreenow.show. And now your host, John Bush. What's up, friends? John Bush here with Live Free Academy. And wanted to talk about comfort. This has just been something that's been on my mind um, just maybe the past week or so in some of the interviews, some of the, like the homeschool summit we did recently, which by the way, it was an incredible, incredible event. The replay will be available soon. You can still register libfree.academy slash free the children, libfree.academy slash free the children. The replay will probably be available tonight or early tomorrow. But I've just been been thinking about comfort and uh, just wrapped up an interview on Grimerica and like the question is like a lot of people are struggling to make stuff happen to exit to build to uh, have build wealth to get out of the city whatever it may be and then as a whole like overall with people that get the problem, that recognize there's this whole new world order thing, all this tyranny, all this economic problems by design. As a whole, there, I don't know, I don't want to say there's not, doesn't seem to be a lot of progress, but there's a whole lot of people that aren't moving, that aren't moving the ball down the field, that aren't moving towards, towards greater freedom. And so as somebody that concerns myself immensely with the pursuit of freedom, for myself, for my family, but also helping my community. Um, This concerns me. And I'm beginning, beginning to realize that one of the things, one of the big issues is that people are comfortable. And people don't want to be uncomfortable, right? And so, of course, yeah, that that's... Well, that's big news, you know, headline, whatever. Of course, that's obvious, right? People prefer to be comfortable and don't want to be uncomfortable. But maybe, maybe there's some people that like the idea of getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. And maybe in order to bring about some serious change in our own lives on an individual level, but also collectively as a community, creating a better world, we're going to have to get uncomfortable, Right? And I just think that a lot of people... I'm talking to folks. I'm, I'm talking to you, really. I want to motivate and get people to act, right? I want to push you because I want you to have a better life. I want greater freedom for, for you, but also, selfishly, I want greater freedom for me. And I know that in order to reverse the tide or in order to really maximize our potential to experience genuine freedom... Not a slighter bit more freedom or this guy's in power and he's just a little bit better than this asshole. Part of my French. But like total freedom, a genuinely free society. And in fact, specifically what I want for my community, Central Texas here and globally, let's let it spread. But I do believe in having pockets and the importance of localization. uh, is political autonomy, meaning we are able to self-govern. And as a crew, as a community, as a network... We support one another, we make some decisions together, and we 
provide for our common wants and needs through market exchange and through community action. I want that in order to get that. So that's one thing. That's what I want. That's what is the vision that I have for the future. But there's this dichotomy between, and I guess it's wanting freedom and wanting to avoid tyranny or wanting happiness and to avoid suffering in terms of like the, how the Buddha taught. But it's like you can allow a better future to pull you towards that. And so I want to encourage people and try to motivate people. That's a future that we could have but not if you're just going to be comfortable all the time. And on the flip side, something that we don't want to have, which perhaps motivates people more, is this nightmarish technocracy, panopticon, surveillance society, total control paradigm that's coming to fruition, right? So it's like, what's going to motivate you? Are you the type of person that gets motivated by positive, happy things that you want to increase happiness? Are you the type of person that wants to avoid pain and suffering? I'm talking to both of you right now. But one of the things that always comes up, and this actually got brought up during the summit, Mickey Willis, uh, we had Mickey Willis and his wife Nadia and this guy Chris that's working with them. They created this program, a mentoring program for their kiddos, their young kids. And he was like, to be frank, we're at war right now. And then he described these tyrants and these oligarchs and this New World Order thing, right? I like the term New World Order. I know... A lot of people think of Alex Jones and stuff when you throw that one out there, but it's, it's a term that the enemies of freedom have used, and it just really describes things well. And what I describe technocracy as is New World Order 2.0, New World Order 2.0. But Mickey's like, yeah, we're at war, man. And he like was really strongly, the future that's being created right now is not going to be a good one. And so in spite of everyone, in spite of our whole community knowing that, Watching the videos, understanding you, you'll own nothing and be happy. They get it. But still, there's not a whole lot of action. And I'm talking like, it's going to take 10x levels of action, massive action, for us to pull this off. So, in spite of the fact that the New World Order marches on, that after COVID we learned how far these control freaks are willing to take things that it's plainly clear a system that limits our liberty, hinders our liberty with mandates, with tracking mechanisms, with global digital identity, a system that is going to shift into a central bank digital currency paradigm where a digital money is analyzed, tracked, and traced, but also has the ability to limit what you can buy specifically or shut you out from commerce altogether, which is exactly what was written about in the book Revelations. Everybody, a lot of us know that, yet still, people are comfortable. They're just chilling. And so, I've been thinking also on this same line that one of the ways that, something that motivates people to action is when they get really uncomfortable. That's those conditions have to exist for there to be a mass uprising. People just have to be so fed up, so downtrodden, so defeated, right? So we see this kind of thing, whether it's color revolution, instigated or not, oftentimes the natural conditions are there and they just get manipulated by the West, for example, or NATO. But nonetheless, the conditions for the conditions are there in situations like Sri Lanka and the Netherlands, especially. And so it either has to get, A, really, really bad for people to finally stand up and rise up. But when you say stuff like that, I'm like, damn, I, 
you would think that we're already here. It's really bad. All those, what they did with COVID and stuff was nuts. But then maybe because we live in the U.S. and there's federalism and there's conservatives and more uh, conservative red states that didn't go along with it completely, it wasn't so bad. And then the other states that went along more hardcore, some of those people actually liked it and wanted it. I think one of the big things that needs to happen, though, is economic discomfort. People have to get really uncomfortable and unable to provide for their family, right? And so it brings me back to that's one thing that motivates to action. But one thing that I've been riffing on a lot, this whole idea of collapse, the, the whole prepper movement, preparedness, it's my belief that it's entirely possible that there isn't a big crash collapse type of thing. Rather, there is a frog in the boiling pot gradualism, the gradual creation of this new world order great reset system. Slow but sure, right? Now, they may need to have some pain in order for people to accept new paradigms like a central bank digital currency. Honestly, the masses are just going to accept whatever the fuck they want with a central bank digital currency. They're just gonna, this is what they gave me, so we're just going to use it. Um, but here's the challenge for people in our community. As I started with, I'm, and I'm trying to make the point that there's a lot of people that see the problem, yet there's a lot of people that see the problem and they're not acting, or at least they're not acting at such levels that would increase the likelihood for us to create a free society for ourselves. And so I think one of the problems is, is even within our community, it's that gradualism that's taking place. It's slowly but surely being fed to us. Most of the public is completely oblivious to the program that's getting carried out. But there's a phenomenon that exists whereby even the people that are aware of the phenomenon, uh, aware of the New World Order sinister plot, aware of the program, even those people are, for the most part, going along to get along and staying comfortable. Ugh. I mean, I think, you know, actually, I think what started this comfort thing that's been with me for the past few days, springing up here and there, this idea is, uh, I worked a few days, a few nights ago before the summit, it must have been Wednesday, before the homeschool summit that we did, which was 11 to like 5 p.m., uh, I worked for 14 hours, which isn't entirely out of the ordinary, I mean, it doesn't happen all the time. It happens when there's a perfect storm more often when my kids are with their mom. They're with her every other week. Right now they're with her for July. And, and then when my fiance is out of town too, it's like, what the hell am I going to do? Let's just work a lot. But anyway, I had all sorts of stuff to do. But I was thinking towards the end of the shift, I wanted to actually be done sooner because I can work and work and work and have incredible stamina and, and just ability to get shit done and keep going but sometimes they reach a point where I'm starting to run out of steam and the challenge is when I have to get a project finished because the next day is a summit for example I got to get all these systems and automated email responses and blah 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 um, sometimes I'll be like okay I'm almost done and then I'll run into a problem and then that problem adds another 30 minutes another hour or longer um, and I'm already like I'm already done I'm already done um, the real answer to that as an entrepreneur is to, is to outsource that and to delegate better but anyway, so I was in that space. It's like I've been working for 10, 12 hours, starting to lose steam. And I start to think like, man, I'd really just like to be home watching watching a show. Like I started watching Entourage again, something I watched when I was a youngster. 
after my first major, real, real serious girlfriend, we split up and I went back to my friends and drank whiskey and watched Entourage, the whole series. But I was like, I, I, man, sometimes I, maybe it would just be nice to have some leisure time too. I think that when I'm out here on the farm and actually getting some time in some work days and stuff, uh, like me and Brad got a solid work day in and him and my son, before I even woke up, were hammering out moving some of these plants over here from our little container garden. But when I'm out here, I'm like, oh, this is, I want to do this more instead of being in the office, right? Which I'm shifting towards and doing that more. And then the real trick is to run businesses off of the property so you can earn an income and grow food and teach people. And it's like this whole synergistic thing. But I digress. I had that feeling of like, oh, this is uncomfortable. I'm tired. I could just have a more leisurely life. But then immediately I realized, like, no, I'm not going for a leisurely life. I'm not going for comfortable. I'm trying to create immense wealth and abundance for me and my family so we can live a good life, so I can give my kids crazy experiences, so we can go on vacations and travel and do life nice, right? And we can buy nice things like a house and a homestead. And so I can contribute to my community, make incredible event spaces, create school districts to support the local homeschool communities, right? And that's not what I'm going for. I'm not going for comfort. I'm going for discomfort. It's it's uncomfortable in order to accomplish those things. On top of that, those are just personal things that I'm working on. I want to help our community create political autonomy. I also want to prevent an environment where it's no longer a possibility to resist or live free because those systems are in place like communist China to completely control us and the will of the people, people don't have wills, groups don't have wills, the will of the individuals in a given society has been broken. So, I, you know, it's something that helps pull me along when life gets hard or when I'm struggling or when I'm feeling exhausted. I realize that it's a turning point and we got to double down. I've always just, I've always really strongly been driven by wanting to better the world and wanting to create more freedom. Also create more freedom for myself and a better situation for myself, a better quality of life, standard of living for myself. And now as an entrepreneur, I'm very much motivated by money too. I love money. I want to make more money. I want to take that money and do great things for myself and my family, enjoy cool experiences, and then feed it back into the community to create more freedom. And so what I want to encourage folks, that's me. I got to figure it out. I... I'm blessed to have really clicked with this concept of mindfulness when I started studying Buddhism and stuff. And I was never able to, I mean, obviously there's way more to go because I still, like, I can't sit down and do meditation. I could, not to say that I can't, I just don't. I prefer walking meditation, but it's not like I'm doing it all the time. In all reality, when I learned about the concept of mindfulness, like being present in the moment, free of judgment, like just being able to be conscious in the moment, it really clicked with me. And it took some practice, but after really understanding that concept, like, oh, okay, being mindful in the moment, it greatly helped me to be able to interrupt thought patterns and to be conscious in the moment of the thoughts that are going through my head. And I want to let everyone know that you can do that too. Anyone can do that. Then you can take control of the thought patterns in your head. And whenever they're not serving you or you're getting down on yourself, you can just wash it away. You can replace it with empowering ones. But I say that, to say that I feel blessed that I, I, I have that level of consciousness where I'm able to think about, like contemplate, oh, okay, discomfort. Am I comfortable now? Uncomfortable? Okay, it's challenging to be uncomfortable sometimes, but it's okay to be uncomfortable because I have big ambitious plans and goals. And so, for the folks watching, I know there's so many people in our networks and our audience 
that, that are really scared, that get it, that are concerned, they're worried. But nonetheless, people just get stuck in that comfort space. So I want you to, I don't know, if this is resonating with you, I want you to be more conscious about your life design. And the problem with the comfort is that people get used to things. And then the problem with this agenda that's being carried out is that it's like a Fabian socialist gradualism, frog in the boiling pot style of implementation. And the challenge and the problem is that even people that are aware of the agenda, that know where it's going, are still stuck in a place of comfort. And so, I don't know what I could do to challenge you to snap out of it, except to first recognize it at least. Recognize that maybe, in most instances, you prefer the comfort and the consistency of your life to the animated contest for freedom that often comes with discomfort. You see, it's the growth the growth comes both internally in a business, in a relationship, and in a activist community. The growth comes when we get uncomfortable. The growth comes on the boundaries. So you got comfort and normalcy. You start pushing those boundaries to where you normally have a limit, right? Like a governor on a car. Me and my buddies when we were young, like my buddy had a Yukon. We're like, yeah, let's go. I won't go over 100. No. Maybe it was 80. Um, but people have a self-imposed governor, a self-imposed limiter, that oftentimes when they get up to the, to the precipice of discomfort and of growth and of major change and breakthroughs, they pull back because they'd rather be comfortable. So I'm gonna tell you this. If you value comfort so much, just at least be aware and be mindful and present in the moment and know that you're making that as a conscious choice. And know too that if you have children, if you are a grown, if you have grown children and they have children, know that you're passing up on an opportunity to create a better world for them so they don't have to exist in a nightmarish, totalitarian, technocratic tyranny because that's what's coming unless enough people take significant enough levels of action. If enough, unless enough people build the alternative systems that can rival, that can compete with, that can help to insulate ourselves from their onslaught of treachery. Unless you're willing to get uncomfortable, then that may be the future that your children and that the future generations experience because the technology now exists for these megalomaniacs, psychopaths, sick, perverted pedophiles. The technology now exists for them to create an environment where there are no more revolutions, there is no resistance, the rebellion is dead because there's total information awareness. So if you look at what's happened in communist China and you find it to be revolting, but you're still carrying out the program, but you're still working your butt off to barely make ends meet, and in the time that you're not at work, working for someone else, for someone else's dream, you are enjoying leisure time.
I mean, and to be honest, in a way, like, I don't know. I'm not going to say that we shouldn't relax and enjoy life, but if you really care about freedom, then... I don't know. Uh, there should be less leisure time and more action and more doing and more building. And here's the beauty of it, really, at the end of the day. You get out in the garden, you start growing your own food, you start going to potlucks and meetups with like-minded people, hanging out more with the kids, getting the Freedom Kids together. That is leisure. The building, the activism that we are encouraging can be leisure too. It's enjoyable, it's fun, it's fulfilling, it's fruitful. It makes a difference in your quality of life and the freedom that you experience and enjoy. And the more that we do of it, the more likely it is that we can be successful in our goals of pushing back on this machine that's being created and experiencing true freedom. But it's going to take you getting uncomfortable. It's going to take you taking a good hard look in the mirror and asking, what am I doing to contribute to the creation of a better world? What am I doing to contribute to the status quo? And then please, please be willing to get uncomfortable. That's where the growth is. That's where we can make a difference. The discomfort is necessary in order to make a positive change in this world. And at least if you're, if you're going to hear this or if you're aware of that and you're like, F it, I'm still going to just lounge out all freaking day and not make that big change and not set up that new encrypted chat app and not start that garden and not organize that meetup to try to find other people and not pull my kids out of government school and attempt to homeschool them, then at least admit it and admit it to yourself and just be like, I've resigned. I'm just going to accept everyone. It's kind of like a free rider program too, free to rider problem. You're going to be part of this freedom and truth community, but you're not going to do the work in order to make something actually happen. And you're just riding along Getting a free ride while the rest of us do all the work. Maybe you're on the fence and you're like, God, John really makes a lot of points. I really see the strategy of exit and build as being a viable path to create more freedom. But I'm just one of those folks that's stuck in a rut. I'm stuck in the monotony of my day-to-day -day life. I don't know where to start. I, like everyone else, have had some crazy things happen in my life. I've experienced some trauma. I've experienced, I'm, I now have some insecurities that lead me to feel as though I'm not adequate. I'm not capable. I don't have the knowledge or wisdom to do something like this. I want to challenge you to step out of your comfort zone and to live a little and to get your hands dirty and to try new things and to join us in the creation of a better world because future generations are dependent on it. All right, John Bush, peace and freedom. Thanks so much for listening, y'all. All right, remember, get comfortable with the uncomfortable. We need you. Peace. Peace.